welcome to the Terry Holland Show. I am hanging out here with one of my closest friends, Melissa. And then the reason we're doing this episode today is going to be a little bit of a different show because Melissa and I were, we were chatting earlier and we get into these amazing conversations. And as we were talking earlier, I thought this would be a really great episode. Actually, it wasn't me. It was Melissa who said, you should talk about this on your podcast. And then I thought, oh, why don't you come with me and we'll talk about it together. So it's going to be a little bit of a different show. And this is also the seventh birthday today of the Terry Holland Show, originally known as The Empowered Life. So we are, we're celebrating seven years, seven whole years. And this is also my first episode since having COVID where I lost my voice and now it's mostly back, like 99% back. So we're ready to go seven years. I'm here with Melissa and we're just going to hang out and chat for a while. You're listening to the Terry Holland show, the podcast for high performing entrepreneurs ready to take your life and your business to the next level. And if you want to get there faster, go to terryholland.ca. So welcome, Melissa. Thanks for having me. I think birthdays are better with friends. So uh, I think this is a fun way to celebrate. (laughs) It is a fun way to celebrate. I agree. So we were talking earlier. Well, let's be real. We were venting earlier. (laughs) Have that friend that you can just openly vent to. And there's no judgment. Just you need to get stuff out sometimes. And so we were talking about this idea of going with the flow. We both know people. In fact, we all know people who have this attitude of, I'm just, I'm just going with the flow in life. And, um, how does that work for you? That's always my question. How's, how's that working? I don't think it works very well for them because those are always the people that end up super burned out and they're like, Oh, I need more self-care. I need more self-care and it's self-care to the point of self-sabotage because they never move forward and taking care of yourself is important. But you also have to do stuff that moves you forward in life. Otherwise, it's just an endless cycle. Yeah. And we were, you know, so we were talking about this earlier. And and that was something that you had said. And I was like, oh, my God, that is good. That is so good. <laughs> it, does, it does become a way of burning out that people can burn out from doing nothing. Yeah. And um, I mean, I dealt with major depressive disorder when I was younger. And I also think like, I won't presume to speak for anyone else, but the times in my life when I did nothing really perpetuated that issue and it becomes a really dark cycle. So I, it's not just a bad cycle. I think it's a bad cycle that can go really dark places. Like a downward Um, cycle. Yeah. Like spiral. Like you're literally being flushed down the toilet of life, which uh, kind of brings us to your really great analogy that you shared with me that killed me. And I was dying laughing for a while. Yeah. I said, uh, you know, the only, the only thing that goes with the flow are dead fish. And <laughs> I have to admit, I can't take full credit for that. I heard that somewhere and I don't know where I heard it, but I've, I've, I, I did search it before we came on here and I was like, who said that? And it was credited to a whole bunch of people. So it's one of those things. Um, I wish that came out of my brain, but it didn't, but it's the truth. Only dead fish go with the flow. And I think there's this misconception out there that that that's the goal is to just go with the flow of life. Um, but you're going to end up beached. You're going to end up like, yeah. Well, and I was, yeah. And I was thinking about it too, because you know, if you actually go with the flow in a river, like there's detritus in a river, there are fallen logs, there are rocks. Like that sounds like a really good way to get battered and just be taken wherever and not at all where you want to go. And you don't know where like, the tributaries of a stream is going to go, you have no idea where you're going to end up that way. That sounds like a recipe for zero control in your life, like at all. Mm-hmm. And who knows where you're going to end up or how you're going to get there. And it's not going to be very pleasant if you don't have any sort of steering, like you're just a rudderless and it's kind of pointless and it sounds really miserary, miserable, which I think is what leads to the burnout. And then life just feels hard because I think it is harder for us to do nothing. Yes. Yeah. But that's a choice. And we are like beings of energy and we are supposed to do things. And when we don't take any action, um, it's, it's just a recipe for just being miserable. And, and kind of the extreme of that is depression. <laughs> yeah. And when I think about like, as you're describing that, and I'm thinking about people who I hear saying that all the time, just, just go with the flow. Um, that is kind of how they are. They are beaten up and they're, they're battered by life. And so no wonder they're exhausted and tired. Mm-hmm. 
That is exhausting. It is super exhausting. And like, they're, they're always the people that then also wonder why they don't have what they want. And they're like, well, I'm manifesting. I'm manifesting. <laughs> I'm, I'm thinking about all these things that I want. Like, I'm, I'm aligned. I'm in the crystals. universe. Yeah. <laughs> Just hold all the crystals up. And then, uh, you know, this rock will make me feel better. Or, or they go to the rocks in the, in the space, like in space. They're like, oh, well, it's the celestial powers. That's why. It's, it's the moon. Mer- yep, that one. Mercury. Mercury. I can't have my life the way I want it because there's a rock in space mm-hmm. that's doing something or somehow <laughs> misaligned with me. And it's somehow responsible for my emotions. And uh, so I just have to go with the flow and I just have to ride it out. But if we take action, if we make some choices, um, we, can, we can adapt to that. We can do something else. And we can actually move forward. I just, it's, uh, you know, it's like going back to the the fish and being battered. Like, yeah, like if you don't take any action, you're probably a dead fish. And the thing is, is when they're swimming, like it's not hard. Like, oh. yes, it's effort. Yes, it requires focus. And yes, it requires concentration. But those things become effortless. And that's how you actually achieve a state of flow by focusing, by concentrating, by taking action and doing the effort. And then you actually, you know, find your zone of genius. You are doing tasks that are easy and it becomes effortless and easy. And like, I think that's where the misconception comes in. (laughs) Yeah. It's effortless and easy Mm -hmm. action of doing. Yes. Yeah. And it's, uh, and that's where I think people get really confused because they'll talk about, I'm just going to go with the flow. What they're actually after is that state of flow. And that's Mm -hmm. the zone of genius. That's when you are taking action and the universe is lining up to support you and so everything is working with you. And it's like that fish who's swimming and suddenly finds themselves in a really nice current and they're mm-hmm. swimming with the current and there's no more obstacles in the way. And they're just like freely swimming, but they're still moving, mm-hmm. they're still exerting energy and effort. It now feels like ease. That's, mm-hmm. that's the flow state. And that's when we're in that genius state. Mm-hmm doing what we're meant to be doing and everything is aligned to support it. And I think it's, it's, it sounds like going with the flow, mm-hmm. you're still actively doing. Well, and you're kind of like creating your own flow. Like we have to create flow for ourselves. It doesn't just happen. If we're not in alignment, then how can we align with the universe? Like we have to deal with our stuff and then we match the universe. The universe matches us. It's, it's a reciprocal relationship. And like, you know, with the fish because I love this metaphor that's how they build their strength that's how they get strong that's how they become like good healthy like salmon or whatever like that's how they complete their life's purpose they can't reach life's purpose or find that even without taking action without going against the current a little bit and that's how they find their flow so it's like it's that nuance of it of well, you can't Sorry, I didn't mean to. No, no, you're fine. I lost it. All right. Well, I was going to say it's like that. Um, you know, it's like if every fish, if every, if every bit of sea life on the planet just went with the flow and was carried along, like I have this image in my mind that they'd all end up in the same spot in the ocean where like everything converges. Like they talk about that giant island of floating garbage somewhere out in the Pacific that's like the size of Texas. And I'm imagining like every bit of sea life just kind of like melding there <laughs> and just fl- like bobbing along, not getting yeah. anywhere, not doing anything else. Um, and then they'd get so entangled in things that were restrictive and like actively harming them. And then, you know, they can't do anything that's fun anymore. Cause no. at that point, if you're that entangled and just that stuck, how do you even have fun? How do you relax? Like what does self-care even look like when you're not taking care yeah. of yourself? Yeah. Like to me, that's where the self-sabotage of self-sabotage of it comes in. Because if you don't take care of yourself, if you're not taking action in your life, um, like what are you doing? Because working on your business, doing your stuff. I know you've talked about it on your podcast before, but that is self-care. Like working yeah. on your business is self-care, like maintaining relationships money. and friendships. Yeah, <laughs> making money. Like we need these things to survive. And if we can't provide for our basic needs, like how do you how do you progress? Mm-hmm. Like, how do you go forward? What are you, what are you even doing then? Yeah. And it's, you know, I'd be, I think I'd be really hard pressed to find someone who's very successful in business and they got there by just like hanging out, just hanging out. I mean, and hanging oh, out is good. 
Sure. But you, you have to, you still make choices about who you hang out with. Like, can you just imagine if we were like, oh yeah, I want to hang out today. So we stopped the first person on the street. Like, is that a really fulfilling conversation? I mean, maybe, I don't know who that person is, but uh-huh. like, I, I would rather hang out with somebody that I choose to spend time with because I know the people that fill my cup. So it's, it's to me like that. Like, are you really just going to settle for anything? Cause that's what it sounds like to me. Like, yeah. okay, you're just settling for whatever then. And what's the point? <laughs> Going with the flow. Hey, I just want to hop in here really quick to share with you that June 13th to 19th is my final NLP practitioner training. If you've been wanting to take this training for a while and certify with me at the practitioner level in NLP, timeline therapy, hypnotherapy, and NLP coaching, this is the last time I'm offering this training. So if you're interested, click the link in the show notes and join us online June 13th to 19th. Who are we hanging out with? Mm -hmm. Because it's, you know, there's the famous, the famous quote that you are the, you're the total, the sum total of the five people you spend the most time with and who are, who are the people in your world? And I've heard that quote disputed. And I know every time I share it, we'll get this out of the way. There's always someone who says, well, my kids are like the the people I spend those time, like not your kids, like the people, the adults in your world, your friendships, your relationships, um, your peers, who do you spend the most time with? And, and what are they doing? Are they the people who are going with the flow, getting nothing done? Or are they the go-getters? Are they people who are, they're driven, they have a purpose, they have a mission in life, and they're setting out to achieve something? Or are they just like, waiting around for life to happen? It's actually interesting you bring up the kids because um, like I have uh, some nephews and a niece that I spend a lot of time with and there are there's no group of people in my life that are more creative, more adventurous, more inventive, more curious, like they're go-getters, like they think of an idea and then they execute sure. it. So I think if we're going to compare to kids, like maybe we should bring some more of that into our lives because most kids are yeah. actually out doing things. They're taking a lot of action. They're not, yeah, that's they're true. not still in the way that adults are. Like, no, that's so true. It's funny though, because usually when people say it to me, they're like, well, my kids are, and you know, and I don't want to be like a two-year-old having a temper tantrum or does that, and, and, and like, so, you know. Okay. Yeah. They're not fully developed. They're yeah. still, they're still working on some stuff. Their brains aren't there yet. That's fine. But when you look at like the core elements of who they are as people or the people that they have the potential to become before life gets in the way, like those are base traits of most humans. I'm sure there are ex- exceptions or variations on the theme. Um, but in general, they are like very active yeah, and it's stuff. school and society and stuff like that, that gets them to be more reactive or act in a way that is in alignment with society. Um, mm-hmm. And then they're just cogs in a machine kind of thing, instead of being individuals going after what they want and doing things that challenge you is how we get into flow. It's how we move forward in our lives to get the things that we want and fulfill like our life's purpose. Mm-hmm. And like, yeah. I always, um, Another thing that I thought of when you were talking about that before was just going with the flow just is a recipe for distraction because I don't know about you, but my <laughs> phone goes off all the time in the day. If I just yeah. went with the flow, even with all the best intentions, I would constantly be distracted. There would be constantly oh, things buying for my attention and I would actually never get anything done. Yep. So like if we don't make choices about how we're spending our time and like what we're choosing to do with our time, who we hang out with how we want to show up and spend the time to also self-reflect on what that even means for us. Um, I don't know. I just, I kind of think it's sad, it is <laughs> to, just, sad. to just let life happen to you. Like life is going to yeah. happen. We can't do anything about it, but we get to choose how we respond to that stuff. We get to choose how we show up and we get to choose what we make of it. And I don't know, going with the flow to me just sounds like a way to lose your agency and like your own authority in your life. Yeah. It's, it's very, um, it's like giving up. Yeah. <laughs> just yeah. gonna let it happen. <laughs> yeah. And you know, like you you're a master practitioner of NLP. It's mm-hmm. cause and effect. Like you're either mm-hmm. the cause of your life or you're at mm-hmm. the effect of everything happening to you and around you. Yep. And at effect, well, life happens to me. Life happens mm-hmm. and I react. Um at cause, I make choices and things happen. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I yeah. see so many people, even people that I've trained who some get it, like you get it, um, and others do not get it. And it, it like, that's the thing that breaks my heart the most is when I see mm-hmm. people who I'm like, you know, better, you know, you know, this, and yet they're still out there just reacting to life 
being mm-hmm. in effect, going with the flow, getting carried along um, without without making decisions, without taking action. Mm-hmm. And that's and that's really the biggest secret. When people talk about manifestation, it's it's like hate to break it to you, but it's not about the crystals. It's not about the alignment of some rock in space. <laughs> it's not about the oils that you're using. And and by the way, I love all those things. I have yeah, same. I have same. crystals right here. I love them. Um, mm-hmm. And I have essential oils, and I I do love astrology, but I keep it in perspective that mm-hmm. none of those things are more powerful than what's going on in here in my mind that this is this is far more powerful than any of those influences Mm -hmm. and if my mind isn't right and if i'm not making choices for how i want to live my life and if i'm not taking action then those are just sparkly things and distractions and Mm -hmm. and they become another way of being in effect well yeah and i think um you know influence influences influence outcomes but they don't dictate them and I think that's where people kind of get messed up because they're like oh like no there's all these things I'm being influenced by all these things and it's like okay yeah but they don't dictate it that's not the guaranteed outcome it's not the promised end result you still have choices influences aren't the only factor that come into play there yeah yeah I remember I had a client once tell me she's like well you know Mercury's about to go into retrograde again (laughs) And nothing good happens to me in retrograde. And I said to her, I was like, Mercury seems to go into retrograde a lot. And she's someone who loves, loves astrology, is really into it. I said, that seems to happen a lot. How many months out of the year is Mercury in retrograde? And she said, well, like four to six months. So for half the year, for half the year, you can't do anything. You can't start anything. You can't have your life the way you want it. And she's like, "Mm mm-hmm. So demoralizing. And I was like, it's, so I said, well, it's not the only rock in space. Why don't you pick another one? That's yeah. Who knows what you Like it's, uh, you know, if we're going to go down that road and I'm saying this as someone who I have not studied astrology, I know it at a very light superficial surface level, but I think to me, if we're going to like look to the stars for guidance, it's far more complex than just one planet. Yeah, one position. So then find find a way to make those work for you. If that's if that's your thing. And if you're really like, oh, Mercury's in retrograde, I can't have my life the way I want it, then find another planet. Like, <laughs> and find another planet in a different house, or surround yeah. yourself with people that are in the right alignment. <laughs> like, whatever. like if, if yeah. you're gonna blame rocks in space for the way your life is, then um, you know, find a way to make them work for you. And I, and on that note, I was watching a TikTok the other day and there are, there are planets in our solar system that have just been discovered fairly recently. I'm like, what have those been doing to my life all this time? Oh no. We we didn't even know they were there. How have they been influencing us? They were the secret plotters in the background messing things up, I guess. Mm, Like every time nothing, something didn't work out. I'm going to say it was that dwarf planet that no one saw for all these years for all these millenniums and no one knew it was there and now now i have something to blame for my life for those moments now you have the secret the secret a little dwarf speaking yeah speaking of manifestation Mm -hmm. it's just um yeah i don't know like i i remember watching that when i was a kid and i was like yeah so i was like oh okay so i can just have whatever and I just remember being like that doesn't make sense and my mom was like no yeah it does because if you you know and she went into the whole thing repeating the spiel I'm not even gonna bother because I don't think it's useful um but I was like but if I don't do anything for it how am I supposed to get it oh like I'm with you I'm a writer Mm -hmm. but if I don't write my book it's never getting done I can think about it or dream about about it as much as I want it's still gonna be blank pages that I can't sell or I can't do anything Mm -hmm. with a hundred percent. It's, I remember when the secret came out and I was like, it was probably a few years after it came out that I got into it. Mm-hmm. Um, I remember being so like, oh, this is everything. I just have to put up a vision board and these things are going to show up in my life. And my husband was like, yeah, you have to do something for it. And I was More like, than the vision board. <laughs> yeah. Like you have to actually do something. And I was like, no, you don't get it. He's like, no, I do get it. Like, yeah, you have to know what you want, but then you have to do something to get it. Mm-hmm. It's like, oh, I thought I knew better. 
but he's actually, I would say he's the best manifester that I know because he, he, every other Wednesday, mm-hmm. like clockwork, money shows up in his bank account. And it's, uh, it's pretty much the same amount of money. Mm-hmm. And sometimes it increases and, um, you know, and it's, but it's like every Wednesday, like clockwork and all he has to do is show up at work <laughs> and the money just yeah. appears. I'm like, to me, that is, that is magic. Yeah. The magic recipe, uh, for success show up and then things happen. Yeah. And it's a, and it's the same thing for entrepreneurs in business. If mm-hmm. you show up and you take action and you do the things that make you money, you're going to make money. Mm-hmm. And and yeah, 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 we could get into like, we could chunk that down into what kind of strategies you're using and sales process and uh, what kind of copies on your sales page, which I know is another thing that you do is you're, yeah. this is a brilliant copywriter. But you, you. <laughs> you get into like, we could, we could get into all the nitty gritty, but the basically it's, if you show up and if you are selling something people want, Mm-hmm. And you do it consistently and you do the things that make you money, you will make money. Mm-hmm. And if you sit around and you're like, go with the flow and you don't take action and you bullshit yourself into thinking that you need all this time off for self-care, which mm-hmm. I don't, I don't understand. I don't understand when I see, when I see entrepreneurs who have no clients, their business is like not really doing anything. And they're struggling to get it off the ground. And then they're saying, well, I need a break. I'm burnt out. I need a break. Burnt out? A break from what? This is how we got into that burnout topic earlier. Was like, mm-hmm. what, what do you need a break from? You're burnt out because you're depressed because you're not being productive. You're not doing anything. Mm-hmm. And I don't know a single human being who wants to be successful at achieving nothing. <laughs> I've yet to meet anyone who's like, I want to be the biggest success of nothing. Yeah, because even uh, even like homemakers, right, or like wives who who want to just take care of the home and have children, they're doing a lot of stuff. Like, busy. That is more than a full time job. Like that is a lot of hard work, and they're rewarded by that work. And it might look different from you know building a business, but they're yeah. still taking action, and they're fulfilled by the process of taking action. Absolutely, and it doesn't it doesn't matter what that is. You could find no. it could be you know it could be any profession, and it could be or it could be staying at home and raising your family. It could be anything, mm-hmm. but human beings, and this has been proven that human beings need to have, they need to feel like they're doing something worthwhile mm-hmm. every day. Yeah. And that, that thing that's worthwhile might not necessarily be their bigger life purpose, but if they feel like they're contributing and they're doing something productive, um, they, they need that. We need that for our mental health to feel like, mm-hmm. yes, I have something to wake up for. I have a reason to be here. I have something to do today. Mm-hmm. And when we lose that, that's that's the recipe for depression, like you were talking about earlier. That's mm-hmm. that's where it starts. Is I and I've been there when I felt like I had nothing to do, no reason for being. Um, I lost my way and it was it was a very quick downhill like spiral into depression because I felt like, what am I doing? Why Mm-hmm. Why do I exist? I have no reason to get out of bed. So, and if you have no reason to get out of bed, why would you? You, you don't. I mean, I think a lot of people who have dealt with depression will say like, well, yeah, that's really hard. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think, you know, that's, that's where the burnout comes in because it's not necessarily about the greater life purpose that you have, but when people don't have purpose, even just to, I'm going to do this thing today, yeah. um, they can really struggle. And I think day in, day out of not doing that or just continually taking breaks, um, like pretending to yourself that you are making progress Mm. and then looking around and being like, I'm not making any progress. I think it's like you said before, when we bullshit ourselves long enough, we're actually actively destroying our relationship with ourselves. Because if you're telling yourself, I'm building a business, I'm doing all this stuff. Oh, I need a break. I'm just tired. I'm, I'm burnt out. I'm exhausted. Um, and you keep doing that to the point that you're never actually accomplishing anything, um, then you harm your reputation with yourself to the point that you don't trust yourself. You don't, you could get to the point where you don't even like yourself and then actually taking action or making changes in your life does get harder. So like, I will say that I get it. Like if somebody is in this cycle, it is very hard to break out of. And I I don't want to minimize that at all. No, But the thing that changes it 
is starting to take action, even if it's something small, even if it's a tiny little win that you can do of like, you know, um, I'm going to make my bed in the morning first thing. And you do that every day. Okay. Well, maybe that momentum is enough to be like, okay, now I'm going to eat within 20 minutes of waking up or I'm going to exercise and you build tiny things and give yourself those wins. So you can rebuild that reputation and that trust with yourself. So you can take action on bigger things. Um, Mm -hmm. and then you can, you can do what you want to do because it's a, you know, I, I know when I was at my darkest, um, and I was really upset about my lack of productivity and stuff. And I was like, well, I'm just not doing anything. And my husband told me that I wasn't a human doing, I was a human being. And I loved that. Um, but I don't think we can be without action. So I think the process of actually being, you know, requires us to be present in the moment. Well, what does that mean? That doesn't mean we're being battered around, like on the river or on the currents of life. It means we are, you know, getting up on the surfboard and using the current to our benefit. We are riding that current in some capacity and you can't be present. You can't show up if you don't do anything. Yeah. And it's like even, yeah. And I've had, you know, I've worked with clients who are, they're at a very different place in their entrepreneurial Mm -hmm. journey where they, they've built the multi-million dollar company and they never have to work again. They have so much, they could retire early, very young, Um, and they don't have to ever work again. And the reason that they come to me is because they say, I have all the resources in the world. I have Mm -hmm. all the money I need to live the rest of my life and never have to work a day again. And I'm unhappy because I don't know what my purpose is and I don't Mm -hmm. know who I am and I don't know what to do with all of it because I have all of this. And so what? Yeah. And then what? Yeah. And so... And there was like, there was one client in particular who, um, you know, he had, he had gone on the trips and he had gone on the big, you know, that he's taken the hiatus from the business and he's gone to meditate in the mountains and he's done all these things. And he came back with, okay, that was nice, but what else? Because he, he needed to have a purpose and the business was self-sufficient that was no longer Mm -hmm. driving him. So now what? Mm -hmm. And so a lot of times people think, well, I want to make all this money so that I can just like lie on the beach and do nothing. And that might be fun for a little bit. And then you need to find something to do. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Cause it's, uh, it actually made it while you were talking about that made me think of um, even like creating a story or uh, for you, like improv and acting. It's, you know, you say something or something happens and then like, what's next? Yeah. Like, and you have yeah. to ask that question and then what's next? Like, and I don't think that stops until we move on to whatever the next adventure is, I think. And I think when we don't have the end then and we don't follow that up with something, um, it's, it's the opposite of flow. It's You are literally trying to become a rock and being like, well, water won't break me. Water can't affect me. I'm a rock and I'm just going to sit here. Um, mm-hmm. But then you're just kind of stuck. <laughs> you're mm-hmm. stuck. And over time, that the rock gets eroded by the yeah, water. It gets eroded by the water anyways. <laughs> But it doesn't get a choice in that. It's just going to be shaped by something else. So so ride the current, go with it, and find flow that way because that's how you actually get into flow. That's how you yeah. That's how you do the thing. Yeah, and it's it's again that's a difference between being in a flow state versus going mm-hmm. with the flow. Yeah, and those are two yeah. such very different things, but and used interchangeably in a weird interchangeably, way. Because... And it's like, but you have you have to take action, even mm-hmm. even, and I know like you know, as you were talking about uh, a little while ago, about even when you were in that darkest time in your life, mm-hmm. it took action to get out of mm-hmm. it. Yeah. And it, it doesn't have to be huge. No. And, and at that point, when someone's in that space, it's not going to be huge. No. But it's going to be something like making the bed. Mm-hmm. Or, or today I'm going to have a shower. And if that's the only yeah. thing I do, that's a win. That's great. Mm-hmm. That's great. And then over time that builds and you start building momentum and it builds exponentially Mm -hmm. until you are doing really big, amazing things. Mm -hmm. But it's, but nothing, nothing on this planet, nothing in this world happens without taking action. No, no, no. (sighs) (laughs) (laughs) My brain just was like, I had a second because I was going to go in a spicier direction. I was like, no, (laughs) but you can. (laughs) <laughs> yeah well just like obviously cut this part but I was like I think that's the real evil of like 
communism because just like take away everybody's purpose and just leave them with nothing mm-hmm. uh and then you're very easy to control so it's like it's more just the spicy direction of yeah people can make you do anything when you're not doing something mm-hmm. if you choose to do nothing you're um you're very easy to control yeah you're very easy to manipulate yeah mm-hmm. you want me to cut that <laughs> i mean i guess you can leave it in <laughs> I just didn't know it was like too spicy or political. Oh, I don't care. I'm good at that. It's, uh, I, I do think that's a problem with communism. I think we've, I think history has shown us that, that people without meaningful work to do and when things are provided for them, mm-hmm. they, they have no sense of direction or purpose. Now, or self. Or self. Really? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I don't mean, I don't think that that means that we need to go to the opposite extreme where no people can't afford to live and they're working two full-time jobs and still can't buy a home like what we're finding right now in Canada. But it's um, like, it shouldn't be that extreme either, but we like finding some, there needs to be a balance of finding some mm-hmm. meaningful purpose and work and feeling like a productive member of society. Mm-hmm. And I've seen so many people who that is their problem is they have everything in life Mm-hmm. and they don't know what to do anymore mm-hmm. and so they don't feel like they're contributing they don't feel like a meaningful member of society mm-hmm. and I think you know I think that's why like when people talk about retiring and you know, that's the golden the golden ticket that's the big dream is retirement <laughs> that retirement scares me if anything that scares me is like mm-hmm. just being retired and doing nothing I don't want to do that and you shouldn't work your whole life just to do nothing like that. I don't know. I, I think it's, I don't think you have to love what you do. Obviously I'm very passionate about what I do and I know you are too. Um, but sometimes it is for some people, a matter of just finding something that you enjoy enough that it can fulfill you and finding your true purpose in other avenues. Um, but I know like with my grandparents, they're actually a really great example of that. Like when they retired, they had a goal and they biked across Canada for schizophrenia Oh wow! and they were cool. very active people. Like they did that at 65. Like mm-hmm. there are people in their thirties like me that couldn't even think of doing that. <laughs> um, but they had a goal and they moved towards it and they were very active um, their whole life. And my grandpa was, you know, he taught teachers how to be teachers and he was still consulting around the world, like into his seventies. And, you know, when they stopped and truly stopped to, you know, do the retired thing of, you know, watching more TV and just kind of sitting on the couch. Um, that's when their age kind of caught up to them because they looked mm-hmm like 20, 30 years younger than their age, even when they were older. And then, you know, it kind of started happening, like the aging process started happening a lot more when they, when they slowed down, because I don't know, like, I think you're either evolving or you're atrophying and it's one or the other. Um, And and yeah, so I I don't, I don't know, like for me, like I want to choose like evolving and continuing to grow and like changing and, um, you know, like, yeah, like, and I think, I think going with the flow in that sense of being like flexible and adapting to what's Mm -hmm. happening is, you know, a really great thing. It's just don't like misconstrue that for just letting whatever happens to you happen. Like you, you have to respond, you have to do something with it and then, you know, be flexible and adapt. Like, I think those are really important like traits. Well, and I would say that Um, even like being flexible and adapting is different than just going with the flow. Yeah, it, it requires is. A, a decision. It's a, mm-hmm. you know, that I'm going to change something. And we saw this with the pandemic. And I, I saw this with, with business owners at the beginning of the pandemic, that they were the ones who were like, I'm going to do something. I'm going to change my mm-hmm. business. I'm going to change my business model. I can do this. I'll figure out a way to, to get things done. And mm-hmm. then I saw other ones who just like, well, I'm going to fold up, shut down and I'll wait till it's over. Well, we're, you know, two years later, um, they're out of business. Yeah. They, they lost it while waiting. They lost it or they mm-hmm. lost their momentum and drive. And now they're struggling. They're really struggling to, to pick up something again and make something. And I think it's, um, you know, I, I think to reinvent yourself from a point of momentum is pretty easy. Like if you want to start over in a new career, Mm-hmm. or something like that. I think it's pretty easy, but I think when you completely stop, like it's just, I don't know, it's, it's physics. Like it's really hard to build the momentum to keep going. Uh-huh. Um, but like if, if you change and moving, I think we can recalibrate on our lives at any time that we want, but we have to be moving towards something. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's kind of like, um, 
you know, the, the image that just came to mind for me is like, um, like mountain biking. Mm. You, they go down the hill fast. They mm -hmm. go down really fast and they can make adjustments and pivots very quickly. But if you try to go slow, you're going to fall off the bike and you're going to get hurt. Yeah. And badly. And badly. Yeah. You have to, you have to go like you have, you need the speed to be able to make those quick turns and pivots. Mm -hmm. And without that, you lose your balance. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I mean, my uh, nephew broke both his elbows Ooh. in the beginning of the year because he, he tried to slow down when he was going fast. And if he had kept going, he would have been okay. But you yeah. slow down, not paying as much attention, just trying to, Ouch. I don't. Yeah. And he, he uh, flew off. Sorry. I just <laughs> totally lost my train of thought. Okay. Um, yeah. It's a, and it's fear. That's the difference. It's a, the mountain mm -hmm. biker who's confident and, yep. and, you know, trusts in themselves is going to be able to make those changes. And the one who mm -hmm. is afraid is the one that's going to get hurt. Yep. Yep. hundred percent. Yeah. I, I, uh, I watched his friend go down and this is a separate occasion. He was healed by this point, but I watched his friend go down like a near vertical drop. And I was like, Oh my God. Like I was at first, I was like, Oh my God, like, should he do that? Like, I mean, consider what happened to my nephew earlier in the year. And mm -hmm. he was like, no, 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 I, I got it. I got it. And he just completely rolled the whole thing down because he was in alignment. Like it's literally the difference of being in alignment and finding that space of, I don't know, like almost stillness and motion sometimes where you're just so connected to a thing that, you know, time can either slow down or speed up like one or the other, you kind of, you know, completely just submit to what you're doing in a really interesting way. And it was like kind of amazing to watch. I was like, wow, like that's really mm -hmm. cool. And I think that's, yeah, I don't know. I yeah. Cool. Well, and I've always found in like in my life that if I take action and I take action, the bigger the action and the faster I do it, the, the greater the reward. Yeah. And it's, um, it's one of those things. It's hard to coach people on and it's hard to get that through to people because I, I walked out on a job and started a business a few hours later without knowing what I was going to do and without knowing how I was paying next month's rent. I just figured it out and I had to do it fast and I had to, I had to move quickly. I had to make big moves and I had to do it fast mm -hmm. and it worked. Now mm -hmm. we never tell someone else, just quit your job and figure it out Yeah, <laughs> because I don't want that responsibility, but, Fair. <laughs> <laughs> but it's, uh, you know, that's the universe rewards action and it mm -hmm. rewards speed and action. And like, I think the bigger the action, the bigger the reward, mm -hmm. right? And, um, you know, I, I think that actually brings up an interesting point. And sometimes I think that's what freaks people out. I know you've talked about this before, but it's the fear of success that gets us more than the fear of failure. Because uh, we don't know what that looks like. No. Um, but if you just keep moving forward, you'll, you'll find the way, you'll figure it out. You'll be able to navigate the obstacle course, no matter what that looks like. It's uh, trying to stop the action to sit and think about it. Is that's where the problems come in. Because now, you know, if you're going to sit and think about that and focus on that, you're just going to start attracting them. And then it's going to get harder to move again. Yeah. I remember a and friend like, of mine was in a, some, it was a program, like a personal development program. And they did this thing where they, it was over a period of months, but they did this, this one meeting they went to and they told them all um, to set a really big goal, like a really like, a big goal they'd like to accomplish over the next 12 months. Mm -hmm. And they did, and they each had to share with the group, this is my big goal. And hers was to run a half marathon. And she was starting as a not runner, was not running, was not at that point in her life, was not exercising. Um, so that was a very big goal to go mm -hmm. from sedentary to running a half marathon in 12 months. Yeah. Great goal, big goal. And after they all set their goals and told the group their goals, they said, okay, you have 24 hours, go make it happen. And so the next day she was out there, um, you know, walking it, mm -hmm. she was walking it, but she did a half marathon by herself. The next day she mapped it all out and her, uh, her, um, boyfriend at the time, now husband was like bringing her dry socks and <laughs> brought her, it's like bringing her supplies along the way. And a bunch of us met her at the very last like the last couple kilometers and walked with her. Uh, it was amazing to see, but that is, that is taking action. Mm -hmm. Now I do question, I do have to say, I question the ecology of that simply because that can be <laughs> dangerous for someone who has been sedentary, mm -hmm. not active. So the personal trainer in me was like, 
No, and and she was in considerable pain for the next like week. Um, yeah, she got over it. She healed, yeah, and probably, so maybe a balance. <laughs> probably a balance, but but you know what? What it did for her mental resilience mm. far outweighed the the week of pain she was in afterwards. Her body recovered, and but what it did for her mind and her belief in herself of what she could make happen far mm -hmm. outweighed the the physical discomfort and pain. Mm -hmm. Um. That, that just like kind of makes me think about one of the uh, key points in uh, the master crack program where you break the board, right? Yeah. And you learn how to do that. And, you know, there's no pain in it, just to clarify. <laughs> but, um, you if know, you do it right. Act, yeah, if you do it right. <laughs> um, but the act of doing that, just like if you can learn to do this in half an hour, less than half an hour, like you can do anything. And it doesn't take that long to learn something when no. you go in with an open mind and are committed to doing the thing. Yeah. Yeah. And that, that board break for, uh, you know, in, in martial arts, that's minimum of six months to learn. Yeah. I, I have a friend. Before someone breaks the board. Yeah. I have a friend who's a, a double black belt and dedicated like well over a decade of his life to doing that. And it wasn't until very late stages in the martial arts program that that even became an option and it took him a long time and he was kind of stunned when I was like yeah I, I learned how to do this in 20 minutes what yeah like it was flabbergasting to him but I'm, yeah I don't know it's yeah. uh you, you find something to model you take action you you do the thing mm -hmm. and then you just do the thing and um you know I mean the board break it just it works very easily but if it's something else yeah. to just do the thing maybe the first time you do it it doesn't look the way you want it okay fine but now you've done yeah. it so then you can improve on it because, uh, you know, it, it's like writing, like it's the first draft is never going to be the thing that you publish. And if you do, I'm, I'm going to question uh -huh. you a little bit. Yeah. Um, but you can't improve something or make something better or make it what you want it to be without having something to work with. Like even sculptors, like they start with some clay, like they start with something. You can't mm -hmm. do something out of nothing. So you need to do the thing first. And okay, if it's messy or it's not what you want it to look like, or, you know, that she paid for it for a week after. Um, but she had that experience. And with that experience, yeah. she can go forward and do something else or oh, work yeah. to improve it or work on the strategies or the systems or how she wants to execute it or what she wants the end result to be or what anybody wants that. But we have to make the effort first. We have to show up first and do something first yes. for the first time. And then it's done. And now well, you can work on making it better. <laughs> you know, and I will, I will guarantee that if she'd had the year to do it, mm -hmm. um, it's very likely she would have waffled on it, fallen mm -hmm. off her training schedule. You know, like the, the odds of it happening probably would have greatly diminished if she had more time. Mm. And, yeah. And I will also guarantee that anytime she comes up against something challenging in her life, when she thinks I can't do it, I bet she thinks of doing that half marathon on 24 hours notice. Yeah. And, uh, and like gets her shit together and does it. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Cause <laughs> when we don't do something and we're just sitting in it, like it, it becomes easier to not do the thing. Mm -hmm. Whereas if you just do it, that yeah. becomes easy. And it's, it's training yourself for that to be the default mm -hmm. because that's all it is. It's, it's a matter of training or, you yeah. know, the matter of, focusing and learning to train ourselves to be less distracted so we can show up in the way that we want to show up instead of like you know learning to be distracted with like you know social media like I think about that for myself too because I, I recently took a break so that I could retrain my brain a little bit because I'm like you know I'm, I'm wasting more time than I want to be on this so yeah. I need to learn to get the focus again and so I just was like goodbye distractions mm -hmm. <laughs> just told everyone on a whim that I was just going to disappear for a week and you weren't going to see me Hardest at all. week of my life. <laughs> and I was like, if it's an emergency, like talk to my husband, but like, I'm just, I'm just done because I need to do the thing. And you know, it's, um, and also when you just do the thing, you see who your, your real friends are because they're the people that are just like, okay, I just support you. Like no yeah. questions asked, nothing. It was just like, okay, do it. If you want to do it, do it. Um, versus the people who are like, oh, well, like, is that like good for you? Like, well, how is it bad? Like, I mean, <laughs> <laughs> is that good for you to go off social media and electronics for a week um yeah yes. yeah yeah and I was like okay like why how is this even something that's come I mean if you said it off water for a week could be like whoa yeah right <laughs> love <Be> yourself <laughs> yeah but uh yeah, yeah. If things not gonna harm anyone then no. uh, do the thing and, and just 
go for it. Uh-huh. And I think, um, yeah, it's, it's interesting with the time limit thing, mm-hmm. because when we don't give ourselves a time limit or it's, it's too long for the task, I think it just invites a lot of um, distraction. Yeah, distraction. Like it just invites the extra and all these opportunities for you to get off that path and go on to a different one. And then you don't know where you're ending up or you don't know where that path leads, but you're like, oh, okay, I'll, I'll just meander down this way a little bit. It's fine. I have time. Um, which, uh, you know, that's, that's also an interesting thing because like how much time do we have? Like not to be a, <laughs> a downer, but we just don't know. So it's yeah. like, it's not a negative thing. It's just, we don't know. So do what you want to do with your time. Like, did you do the things that you wanted to do today? <laughs> and if you didn't, what's in the way of that? Yeah. And what do you need to change so that you can do the things that you want to do? Well, it's like Steve Jobs, um, you know, story of Steve Jobs that every morning he'd ask himself if, if today were my last day on earth, would I want to do what I, would I want to spend it the way I'm going to spend it? And if he had too many of those days that were no's in a row, mm-hmm. he knew something had to change. And, and that's the thing is then, you know, none of us know how much time we have. So if you knew, and people always ask those questions, like if you had, if you knew you had three months, what would you do? How would you spend it? Well, you don't know if you have three minutes. So yeah, I mean, fair <laughs> reality check. Like do you, if you're, if you're not spending, and it doesn't mean that every day has to be the best day of no. your life, or that you're always going to do the things you love. Cause I think that's another trap is thinking that it yeah. we only do things we love doing. Well, I, you know, I don't love doing my taxes, but I'll, I'll get it done. It's a necessity. I'll do it. So, mm-hmm. yeah, you need to do certain uh, things to exist and take yeah, care of yourself that are maybe less house. fun but it'll, it'll get done. I'll do it. Um, so not everything has to be something we love, but if the majority of your time, if you're not enjoying it, mm-hmm. life's supposed to be enjoyed. We're meant to, to find joy in life. We were meant to experience all kinds mm-hmm. of things. We're not meant to, to be stagnant and to be still. No. And, no. and I think that's another trap that I see a lot of entrepreneurs fall into is that they, they only want to do what they love doing. And if they don't love it, they don't want to do it. Well, you know what? I don't, I don't love every aspect of my business. There are things I do because I have to do it. Mm-hmm. I don't love every piece of it. And, and when I can, I'll delegate out those pieces that I don't love doing it. Like mm-hmm. bookkeeping. I, I will avoid my bookkeeping. So I, I outsource. Yeah. That's not my zone of genius. It never will be. And I have no interest in it being. So I'll outsource it. But, but the things that I love, like creating content, I love that. I'm not going to outsource that. I've had so many people say to me, you know, why don't you spend so much time on content? Why don't you outsource it? And I'm like, because like that actually fills me up. Mm-hmm. It's a massive creative outlet. I love it. I have zero interest in someone else doing it for me or like this podcast. I love it. That's why I've done it for seven years. Yeah. And well, it's also your personal brand. So it's a part of your business. So if somebody else did it, I don't think it would be very good for your it would business. Be the same. It couldn't be the Terry Holland show with no, Someone else hosting. <laughs> that would be weird. But even like the editing and stuff, like I, mm-hmm. I, I do it myself. And there's probably someone who would do it better. But it's, it's, it. I like doing it. It's the creative part for me that fills mm-hmm. me up. I don't care if it takes me a little time. Actually, it doesn't take me any time. I'm a really lazy editor, so it's, it's fine if it works. It works. It's not a big deal. I barely edit anything. You know, these are the, the traps that entrepreneurs fall into is I, I just got to go with the flow or I need all the self-care mm-hmm. or, um, or I need to love everything I'm doing or I'm not going to do it. Well, or I'm waiting to be inspired. Oh, <laughs> that's a good one. Waiting to be Feels, inspired. Yeah. That one gets me because the way to get inspired is to create like, mm-hmm. I know you and, and I have talked about this so many times, but it's so many times. <laughs> it's the truth. It's like you, you have to do the thing mm-hmm. the more you create mm-hmm. the more you create the more you create the more you create the more you create and it goes on and on and snowballs and just grows exponentially like it's not something that's just oh by these slow increments it's no it's exponential growth mm-hmm. because your your brain just starts thinking that way and seeking more connections and seeking more opportunities yeah. and like our brain is going to give us what we focus on. And if we focus on not creating or the problems that we're having in creating or not having ideas, okay, well, why is it going to give you some? You're telling it it doesn't have any. So it's like, okay, fine. I guess I don't, Yeah. whatever. 
Yeah. I remember as a writing exercise, this was years ago, um, where I felt really blocked in terms of writing. Mm -hmm. And so, and I had all these thoughts in my head about how hard it was to write. And so I, I sat down and I wrote a piece about how hard it was to write and all the ways that I knew how to avoid writing. And I wrote out like a list of all the ways to avoid it. And then I got to the yeah. end of the list and I was like, okay, now I know what I want to write about. <laughs> and then I, yeah. and I was right. Just taking that and putting it into a creative form of like, okay, if these are the thoughts, then mm -hmm. I'll... I'll use it constructively until something else happens. Yeah. And like, uh, you know, I mean, sometimes you don't have the right idea to what you do. And I think the mistake that a lot of people make is when they're like, okay, well, I'll just wait for it to come. Um, but, you know, like, like we've said, when you take action, when you do the thing, that's how you get motivated. That's how you get inspired. And so like what I do when I get stuck on something, I'll be like, okay, insert cool thing here. And then keep going on with whatever happens after that. And even if it's, you know, not ready to show anyone or might not make sense for anyone outside of my own brain. Um, it keeps the momentum and allows me to keep moving forward so that I can make progress. And then I will eventually get the idea and it will fit perfectly exactly where it was totally. supposed to be. But if I just were to sit there, um, that, that's a good recipe for not getting anything done. <laughs> and, and I can speak on this because I've done it before. Yeah. <laughs> so I, I know what that gets and it gets me more of the same, which is more of the nothing. Whereas actually doing it, actually showing up, um, whatever that is, that's what begets more of the same. Yeah. It's the creative process is messy. Yeah. And, and, you know, creative types and artists get this. So the creative process is messy. Mm -hmm. But entrepreneurs don't necessarily see themselves as being creative, even though they are creating. They are. Yeah. You don't think of it in that, in terms of it's a creative process. So it's going to be messy. You're going to sit down to create a program and it's going to be a jumbled mess. Mm -hmm. um, and then eventually it's like, you know, you're mentioning the artist with the clay it starts to mold into something and become something. You have to be willing to let it be just a lumpy clump of clay. Yeah. Until it's, but, but it's not going to turn into anything until you get your hands in it and you start working it. Yeah. And you have to be willing to let other people look at it and not see what your end vision is and be like, that doesn't make any sense. Yeah. Or like, what are you doing? Cause that's, you know, people will trip up and then they'll second guess themselves because somebody else's opinion, well, they don't know where you're going. You yeah, do. Yeah. And, um, yeah, I don't know. And I, I do think that everybody is creative at, at the end of the day, like entrepreneurs, like you wouldn't be an entrepreneur if you weren't trying to create something, you are a creative person and that's messy. And that's where it comes in with the, you can't love everything that you're doing. Um, because I'm a writer, I create, there are lots of things about writing or doing that stuff that I, that I hate. Um, but if I don't do those things, I can't do the stuff that I love. Yes. So you, you need to do those things and they're a part of the process and that's okay. Um, and I think sometimes we just have to get comfortable with being uncomfortable or doing the things that we don't want to do so that we can do the things that we want to do. Yep. All the time, mm -hmm. all the time. It's, uh, yeah, it's, it's in that discomfort that we grow and mm -hmm. you, have, you have to be willing to, to be in it and be a little vulnerable and, um, and not worry about how it's going to look or how it's going to be. And mm -hmm. it's, you know, and it's, uh, you know, you were just, you just mentioned, I think this is a, an important point that you just mentioned is like getting advice from the wrong people mm. don't see it or listening to the wrong influences who don't get it. Your family probably won't get it unless you were blessed and you grew up in a family of entrepreneurs and creatives, <laughs> they're not going to get it. Like when I, I know when I started my first business and I went into personal training, um, or my dad just being like, are you, like, can you make money at that? Are people going to pay you? Or when my father-in-law heard about how much people paid me per session and he told my husband, he was like, oh, people, people pay her that much to work out and more than once a week and for months people do that. Like they just couldn't wrap their heads around, around it because that's not their world. No. And, and it doesn't have to be their world. It's my world. No. And, uh, I think it's just important that we don't let other people's limitations limit us. Like that's Absolutely. what it comes down to for me. <laughs> it's like, yeah. they don't see it. They don't have to. They don't have and to. And when I think when we are in our zone of genius and are, you know, putting out that kind of energy and taking that action, I think 
a byproduct is we also manifest other people that are on the same kind of journey and you find your people that will connect with that and help support you along that journey. Definitely. Definitely. It's just not always our family or like sometimes not always your oldest friend. I'm very lucky to have people that I've known for a long time, you know, being like big cheerleaders for me. Um, But that's not true for everyone. And I don't, I don't think we need that. I think, I think we're our biggest cheerleaders and that's why it's so important to do the thing and work on the reputation with ourselves because if we're not getting that from ourselves it's also a lot easier to be dictated by other people's opinions or what they want for you percent because that really comes down to confidence and if you're Mm -hmm. you know if you're always saying i'm going to do this and you let yourself down Mm -hmm. and you don't follow through um, it erodes your confidence and erodes your trust with yourself Mm -hmm. if you had a friend who never showed up for you and always canceled plans and never did what they said they were going to do, um, that friendship would probably fall apart. It would yeah. dissolve over time and you'd stop believing them and you'd stop inviting them to things. And and it's the same thing when we do that with ourselves. You're hurting your relationship with yourself and it erodes mm-hmm. your confidence, your self-esteem, and then you can't, then you can't believe in yourself anymore. So no. then you need that from the people around you. And if you don't have that, then you're... You're the dead mm-hmm. fish going with the flow. The Brought it back to the fish. Yes. Stop right there. I'm just thinking about the dead fish again. I had something. Like, <laughs> dead fish. Drew you off with the dead fish. Well, just like when I was younger, too, I even like I have a couple weird memories with dead fish. Like oh. my uncle took us fishing. And then so he was like, oh, like touch it. And then he made it move. And then also when I was at like the Pike Place Market, they had one of those big fish that was rigged up to move when somebody touches it. And I went, I was like, oh, what the heck? And then they snapped it on my finger. (laughs) I have all these connections in my brain with like dead fish. Yeah. And it heated me off. Um, Sorry, (laughs) what were you saying right before the dead fish? Okay. Uh, If we Um, don't have confidence, if we're not confident in ourselves and relying on the people around us, and if we don't get that from them and the support, then we're done. Oh, yeah. So what I was going to say on that is that um, then when when we do that, like when you think about it in terms of an externally with a friendship, we start avoiding that person before the relationship totally falls apart. Mm-hmm. And I think we do the same thing to ourselves. So when we've destroyed Ooh, yeah. our relationship with self, we start avoiding. And that's when distractions come in really heavily, too, because it's, um, you know, more TV, more like mindless activities, more things to turn off and tune out because we're avoiding being with ourselves. And that's when any activity that involves being with yourself becomes very difficult. And pretty much everything you do involves being with self. So it's a very dangerous road to be walking, I think. And I, I don't know that that's emphasized enough with people because we do start avoiding ourselves and we can't like in reality, because we're always with ourselves, but there are lots of ways to find an approximation of that. Um, that, that sucks. (laughs) When you're in that space, it sucks. There's not a nicer yeah. way to say it. No, it does suck. It's horrible. It's a horrible place yeah. to be. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, I've been there. And, uh, <laughs> yeah, and that's all the... And then all the self-care comes in. Yeah, the sabotaging self-care. self-care. Of... And, and, you <sighs> yeah. know, and to be, like, to be clear, there is positive self-care. Oh, yeah, of course. <laughs> but it gets to this point with people where it's like, how much do you need? Yeah. Like, how much downtime do you need? How much how much meditation is enough? How many vacations are going to be sufficient so that you can finally like do what you say you're going to do and show up? How yeah. many like trips to the salon is it going to be? How many like what it what is going mm-hmm. to be enough? Because if it's not working, it's not working. No. And I mean, I think that also brings up an interesting point of okay, how many vacations is enough? Well, if you ask yourself that and there is no win condition for that, then what job can you do that you are forever on vacation? What can you do to make those vacations fulfilling and be moving towards something else then? Mm-hmm. Because it, then it's a matter of reframing. Yeah. Or if you just want to do nothing and somebody is happy with that or, and you know, just making breakfast, lunch and dinner for their family, like that's enough. Like no yeah. judgment, that's fine. But don't lie to yourself about wanting to do something else because that's where you invite trouble for yourself. And your relationship with self is when you're pretending to do or want something different. And also, yeah. um, it also affects your relationships because the people that, even if it has nothing to do with me, that are constantly saying, I'm going to do this, I'm going to do that. And these are all the things that I'm going to do, or these are the benefits that you're going to see from me doing these things. Mm-hmm. Um, and then they never do them. 
yeah. well, I don't trust you then. Like, I don't trust that person. And how can I be vulnerable with you if I don't trust you? How can we have a true relationship if I don't trust you? And I have, yeah. you know, people like that in my life, or I mean, a lot of them at this point, because I don't have time for that shit anymore, um, are no longer here. But, you know, and, and for the people that are like, it hurts your relationships with other people. It's not just yourself. You can't just say, I'm going to do all these things and never do it and expect there to not be consequences. So I think it comes down to a matter of just get really honest with yourself, whatever that means. And it, it doesn't yeah. matter. Like everybody's life looks different. That's okay. Totally. Um, but if you're honest with yourself and just commit to whatever that is, I think you'll get a lot farther in life and have a lot more enjoyment in your life, whatever that looks like. Um, yeah. If you're just being real and showing up how you want to show up, whatever that looks like. Yep. Yep. I a hundred percent agree. Mm. Well, this was a lot of fun. <laughs> it was fun. <laughs> I, I enjoyed it. Thanks for coming and hanging out with me on our seventh birthday episode. Thanks for having me. It was fun. It was fun. It was fun. Well, maybe do it again. <laughs>